Let's open up to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to talk about faith today. So I've, uh, I'll read this. As I've read a couple of times before, to introduce Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So the fruit of the Spirit, I've uh, gone through a couple of um, items uh, recently. So this time it's the, talking about faith. So this faith thing, it's a little bit nebulous, isn't it? Faith. Um, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's an element of faith that comes with it. Um, and as we'll read on, faith is an important part of our walk in the Lord. Um, there's, uh, I guess, for want of a better description, there's modern scientific minds that um, discard faith. You know, it's just uh, it's a blind thing. Um, and I guess to those sorts of people, it's hard to describe uh, faith. You know, uh, faith is a belief that um, Jesus will return, a belief that we are filled with the Holy Spirit as a, and as a result the uh, children of God. Uh, there's this faith that uh, God will help us out in the future and uh, it, it's hard to describe in cold, hard terms that uh, those sorts of people can uh, understand. So faith is given to us. Uh, when we receive the Spirit, because it is part of the fruit of the Spirit. But that faith, as we grow, uh, we grab hold of it and we use it and it, it grows as well with us. And um, the actual word faith, uh, there's other words like faithful and uh, all those in the Bible, but the word faith appears in the Bible 247 times. And what's interesting about that is it's only twice in the Old Testament. So the word faith actually appears 245 times in the New Testament and twice in the Old Testament. The word faithful, that appears in the Old Testament uh, a few more times. But uh, those two instances of faith are in Deuteronomy and Habakkuk. So uh, it's an interesting little fact there. But faith is what we're talking about. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. And it says here, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he shall not come Sorry, I'll read this. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. 
But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And verse 38, the beginning there, quotes uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 and uh, verse 3, where the just shall live by faith. Okay, so uh, if we are justified in the eyes of the Lord, we are just and we live by faith. That's what uh, keeps us going is faith. It's such an important part of our life is faith. And, um, and in that passage there, it refers to uh, him that shall come, will come. So that hope and looking forward to him that shall come, returning, being Jesus Christ, is all tied up with our faith. You know, uh, we have that faith that he will do it. He said he will come back, so he's going to come back. It's a, it's a fundamental truth in our lives. And, uh, and there in verse 35 it says, Cast not away therefore your confidence. That's a confidence we have that Jesus will return. We are confident in that. So don't cast it aside. Don't push aside your faith, uh, your, uh, the faith in uh, Jesus Christ and what he can do in our lives. And then it says, if we don't cast away this confidence, it was brought up in testimony, just how we can have confidence, no matter what's thrown at us. We have confidence that the, the, the Bible is the inspired word of God and all, in it, all that's in it is true and that we have this faith as well wrapped up in that. There is great recompense of reward. Okay, so don't throw away that confidence. Stay hold of it, and, uh, and that is that faith because there will be a recompense of reward. And uh, testimony, we share testimony in meetings. We heard two today proving there is this recompense. It's not, it turns out, nebulous to us. It's solid, mate. It's solid, and uh, we do get reward. We, uh, we get our vision, we grow, and it says... Um, like for we need our patience as well, and faith helps us um, be patient too, like because we're looking forward to something that we can't see with our natural eyes. So it says there we have need of patience after we've done the will of God. Uh, you will receive that promise, okay? Um, and then there's just that encouragement there that uh, that um, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And so then it goes on, but we are not of them who draw back. You know, we are those people that have not cast away the confidence. Our faith remains. We look forward to the recompense of reward. We look forward to he that shall come returning. And uh, we are those believing to the saving of our soul. But faith is all intertwined in it all as that fruit of the Spirit. Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah chapter 50. And verse 7, Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 7. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded or confused. Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me, 
Who will contend with me? Who will have an argument against me if Jesus Christ is near us and justifying us as being pure before the eyes of the Lord? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? You know, what, what it's saying there is, oh, like, who is someone who uh, uh, is perceived as an adversary? It, it's nothing, you know. It, an adversary is diminished, you know, because of our confidence. Let him come near to me. I, I will not be afraid of adversaries coming near me. <coughs> Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Okay, we've said a little bit about condemnation uh, earlier. And uh, who are those that throw those fiery darts? You know, uh, it's, it's diminished. It's, it's for, um, for being flippant, I was just thinking, it, for the risk of being flippant, you say, oh, it's nothing. Of course, uh, it's still something, but what the Lord's trying to encourage us is encourage us here is, okay, there's an advers- adversary, there's uh, someone who condemns me. The Lord wants us to diminish it and say, look, it's actually nothing. Now, um, you know, uh, I know that sounds flippant, but it's what the Lord's trying to, uh, to build up in us and uh, uh, to not be confounded. And you know, the reason I chose this passage after the one in Hebrews was it says, have I set my face like flint? And I love that uh, imagery as well, you know, uh, that face like flint, that determination that, um, you know, I, I will not be moved. Um, I have this uh, immovable faith in God, in Jesus Christ, uh, faith in the Spirit, you know, uh, faith in the movement of the Spirit in my life. I have uh, I won't let uh, things push me around. Um, there, there is this uh, imagery, like I said, of uh, absolute determination, pig-headedness in a way, um, just that face like flint, and knowing that we won't be ashamed. And that's that recompense of reward as well. You know, uh, if, if we have this faith and we're, we have this firm faith, there's a recompense of reward where we won't be ashamed. We draw on our experience. Matthew chapter 24. So if we make decisions for Christ <laughs> um, to, uh, to change our ways, um, to follow his ways more purely, uh, there's often a disruption. Uh, and I've had quite a few in my walk, particularly early on. You know, we come from a, 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 a walk, a worldly walk, and then... We're suddenly filled with the Spirit and we're part of a church and there's things to tidy up and you have to stand up and make some pretty uh, firm decisions. And, uh, and it's amazing, like those firm decisions I made in that first year um, still bring emotion up, you know. It's just, it's just the way it is. And, um, but with time, you won't be ashamed. You know, you put the Lord first and he won't make you ashamed. And, I mean, I, I was stunned that even uh, how long it would have been maybe 15 years later, Dad was still grizzling about some of the things I'd made. I mean, just 
little comments here. I was still his son, still loved me and supported me in everything that I did, but there was still that niggle in him, like, why did you do that? But with time, uh, we won't be ashamed, you know? I mean, I wasn't ashamed anymore. I was like, okay, that, he says that, that's his business, you know, this is, I'm firm on this, I've got a, a, a mind like flint and I won't let these arrows, these words of condemnation adversaries to to push me aside and it's all wrapped up in that faith knowing that uh, God's there for us and will remain there for us. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42. So Matthew 24 and verse 42. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come, but know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and then and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. And this here, I mean, it uses the word faithful. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? You know, a faithful servant is someone who has faith. And um, this uh, goodman of the house is delaying his coming. Um, Jesus Christ, he's taken his time. You know, in a restricted mindset of 70-odd years on earth, he's taking his time to come back. But the Lord wants us to be faithful and still carry on what we're doing and because we says 45 who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season okay it's bit, it's a funny way to frame it ruler over his household but we all have been given uh, a commission we've all been given a knowledge of the scriptures a knowledge of the salvation message you know to to be able to go out and spread the gospel, to, uh, to keep our testimony alive, to keep our light shining. He, we've all been given that. To, to know uh, that when someone's hungering and thirsting after righteousness, we give them the right meat, the right food in due season, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're all those people. And so... We are this faithful and wise servant. We are serving the living God. And it says, blessed is that servant whom when he comes, we're still doing it. We're still faithful. We're still plodding along. We've got that forward like flint. We're not letting others push us around. We are malleable to the word. See, it's an interesting thing there as well. You know, the, uh, the Antipodean fact of uh, flesh and spirit. But also he wants us to be solid and firm in following the things of the Spirit, but he wants us to be malleable as well to the things of the Spirit. 
Um, and so, but that's all tied up with our walk and learning more and more so that when he comes back, we'll enter the joy of the Lord and, uh, and he'll uh, make us ruler over all his goods to, to rule and reign with him uh, equal um, if we remain faithful. And there's that wisdom as well, which we continue to pray for because we all lack it. We continue to pray for that wisdom um, and not to be uh, discouraged. You know, like uh, when that forehead of flint uh, is weakened and we get discouraged, you know, uh, by uh, the condemnation around us, by people saying, oh, really? You know, you're really weak. And I've been told that. Like a really good work colleague, we end up being great mates as well. And, um, and he sat back and he said, um, it's interesting that someone like you would have a, cru- a crutch like this. Yeah. And someone else actually used the word weak. It's only those that are weak. Yeah, but hey, uh, we still get along, we're still in touch. Uh, but uh, yeah, just the things we just stay firm knowing that, hey, look, uh, we may be weak, but we are strong as well. Uh, Luke chapter 18 Luke chapter 18. And verse 1. So it's Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And this here is a great parable. Uh, I've read a few times and I don't mind reading out again. So Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not faint. Saying, there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. Just ignored her. Just, uh, I have no regard for you. Just go away. I want to lead my life. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now, faith is important. It comes with the Spirit. It helps us. It drives us. It keeps us on the straight and narrow. It helps us to prioritise things. And here is a wonderful way to show your faith. No matter how much it seems like God is not answering prayer, God's not working in your life, he's off somewhere on a holiday, he's sleeping, whatever, he's having a, doing his own thing. It seems he's so far away, but we still pray to him. We still pray to him looking for an answer. We cry unto him day and night. That's faith, isn't it? And that's why it says here, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Will he find those people that seem in their mind or the way they're feeling is God is a long way away, but they're still praying. 
They're still faithful, regardless of how they feel or what they think. They're still faithful. That's who God's coming back for, okay? And that's how today, tomorrow, in future, we can prove our faithfulness. No matter what, we continue to pray and cry aloud to God, day in, day out. I'm faithful, Lord, and I'm showing you how faithful I am. You come back for me, okay? Have that uh, forward-like flint determination, I'm going to keep praying until I get an answer and keep looking to him. And that proves our faith. Back to our chapter 17 and verse 3. Luke chapter 17 and verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. It's a strong term, rebuke, but it basically says humbly go to that person and explain to them uh, what they've done. So it's... That's what that word rebuke means, properly interpreted. Uh, Rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Then what do the disciples say? And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Are you kidding me? seven times a day, and I have to then go back and forgive him? Man, I need some serious faith for this. Um, Then we go on. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, which is what everybody has given, we all get that faith as a grain of mustard seed. You might say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. But which of you having a servant ploughing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he's come from the field, go sit down to meet. After all that hard work you've done in the paddock, with the cattle, whatever, in the field, well done. Come and have something to eat after all your toil. It's a question. Who will say that? But Verse 8, it says, And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and after that thou shalt eat and drink. Seems a bit rough, doesn't it? Spend all day out in the field, let's say the vineyard, in the heat of the day, come back in, and what's saying here is that servant then prepares food for his master before his master will say, well, fine, now you can eat. Um, But that's the way it is. And verse 9 Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. He just took it for granted. That person is my slave. You know, I own him. And uh, and so he does what I tell him to do. He doesn't thank him, say, oh, wonderful, you know, you're so good. He doesn't do that. It was expected of him. Verse 10, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Interesting how it flows on from this increase our faith statement from the apostles. Is this example of forgiveness and uh, forgetting about the trespasses that people do against us and uh, um, because forgiveness helps us, we are to forgive. Because the other person, 
carries on their life, right? They're not crippled by the fact that you can't forgive them. You're crippled by the fact that you can't forgive. So it's just saying, look, with faith, increase of faith, you just need that um, grain of mustard seed. And the Lord's encouraging us here to, to keep forgiving and that is all part of being a faithful servant, right? Uh, that's part of us toiling here on earth, is forgiving uh, our brethren, uh, looking to the future, giving them another chance, um, just having that there. And then if we continue doing that, he will call us in and say, well done, thou uh, our um, good and faithful servant will say, well, look, I'm unpro- I just did what I was asked. And so we're in this position, this peculiar position, where we carry on toiling here on earth in the spiritual vineyard that we are. But then if we have this faith, we realise that, hey, look, it helped me as well. It all was intertwined. So we're like, we didn't do anything really. We just gave you the glory, God, <laughs> Everything we do here is giving you the glory. Testimony is giving God the glory. Hey? And you're rewarding me for giving you the glory. Uh, it feels like I don't really deserve this eternal life and uh, forgiveness of all my sins, uh, knowing how wretched I am with that spotlight on my life since being filled with the Holy Spirit. That uh, we just It becomes natural. Uh, we have the faith uh, to stay focused on what God wants, and then we realise when we do what God wants, we're proving our love for him. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And then it's just we get so much out of it that way as well. And so when he rewards us, we'll say, look, I, I just did what you asked me to do. And uh, when I did what you asked me to do, there was an amazing blessing here on earth, uh, and that is that faith. Uh, that simple faith that the Lord wants us to have. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. Ephesians 4 and verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, the building up, that it may minister grace to the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, excuse me, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Okay? Follows on nicely. Paul here is encouraging the Ephesians and us, filled with the Holy Spirit, to be uh, tender-hearted, to be kind and forgive, you know, and uh, um, push aside those natural inclinations of bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour, evil speaking and malice. Three of those things are very similar. Wrath, anger, malice, <laughs> they're very similar. And uh, the clamour and evil speaking, I'm sure those are driven by the same emotion that people feel. 
And so this here is faith as well, is like the human being, two accusations of condemnation, two adversaries. We can put up with it for a little while, but then the human being, that anger and clamour, like pushes back. But the Lord's saying, no, don't push back. He's trying to encourage us not to push back, to be tender-hearted, you know, Realise that, hey, look, there's more to them than what they're saying. Um, forgiving one another, and that is faith, knowing that we don't have to take it in our own hands. Again, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I've taken it in my own hands plenty of times and I've left a mess. Um, it's human nature. So, But when we uh, have this faith that the Lord will sort it all out, you know, that uh, he'll sort it out, we don't need to rely on our own uh, strength and our own uh, way of fixing it up. And also, like I've, I've approached circumstances in my own strength and created a mess. And other times, for whatever reason, um, I had a mindset to wait and it was beautiful. And we can all look back on our lives with that. And that's faith, you know, and... Uh, uh, early in my walk, I was solving things in my own strength with a little bit of the Lord and then slowly the ratio gets back the other way because you get more experience and think, oh, wait a minute, back then, you know, I just waited. And that's faith, knowing that, hey, look, we cry day and night to the Lord and he will help us. He's just asking us in the meantime to forgive one another, be kind and tender-hearted, while he sorts things out for us. That is faith. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3 and verse 4. Titus chapter 3 and verse 4. Oh, that's Timothy. It's not going to help me, is it? Titus, there we go, Titus chapter 3 and verse 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Saviour toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This, this, and I'll read it again, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly, okay, to make it solid, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable under men. So a faithful saying, uh, above all else, is that we are justified by grace. You know, we're not justified by our own works. We're justified by grace, that unmerited favour. Um, and then we'll be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ, like brothers, you know, um, um, and I, I purposely just say brothers because we're all brothers. 
Um, gender does not belong in the spirit. You know, we're all equal. And uh, that's this amazing faith that we will become brothers of Jesus Christ himself. Faith that uh, we'll have this hope of eternal life. And that helps us look forward, continue to look forward. The faithful saying, the fact is, we are justified as being perfect in, the, in God's eyes and we will be made heirs, you know, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That is an incredibly faithful saying. And we hold on to that and we affirm constantly and remind everyone. Pastor Kevin said uh, in a talk I heard recently that it's what we talk about a lot is Jesus Christ coming back. You know, we, it's, and it's great because it's so important. It's mentioned so much in the Bible. So let us not talk about the return of Jesus Christ. Affirm constantly that we will be there if we remain faithful, if uh, we grab hold of this faith and we continue. Got two short <coughs> scriptures to finish up on. Romans chapter 8. Two more faithful sayings. And uh, when we realise these two faithful sayings, uh, it proves our faith. Roman, did I say where? Romans 8? Did I tell you that? Yep. Romans 8 and uh, verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Okay, we've all been called according to his purpose. We haven't been called to flop along and make it up as we go along, chase the wind. We actually have a purpose in life. And we know faithfully, through faith, we know that all things work together for good. Uh, I love that scripture. Love it. Um, no matter what we do, good or bad, God miraculously twists it around to his advantage. So the end of the matter is better. All things work together for good. He somehow uses it to his advantage for good. That is amazing. And that helps us as well deal with condemnation. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 to finish on. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8. And this is directly linked to our Romans 8, 28. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Okay? It actually says here, you know, um, better is the end. Okay? So the start can be a mess, but better is the end. Just wait for the end. And, uh, yeah, people are nodding here who have testimony in their life of God proving himself. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The one patiently waiting for the Lord to do his work, that faithful servant being faithful to the Lord is better than that proud, no, I'm doing it my own way, okay? And uh, that's how the end of a matter becomes better than the beginning. 
by being patient in spirit. Okay, thank you.